Let's turn in our Bibles, if you will, to um, Exodus. Yes, going deep, Exodus. All right now. Um, you know, I remember when I first picked up the bass guitar. Hey, uh, <laughs> I've dropped it now. I told you, I've, I've retired now. Babs retired me, amen, by force. Um, but I remember the first time I picked it up, I, I believe I was uh, in the early years of secondary school, um, and I was really small, and the bass I picked up was a Fender jazz bass. It was really big. So I could only play it sitting down and having it on my lap. And I used to play the fretboard with my thumb. So I'd, str- I'd strum with my right hand and play the fretboard with my thumb. And I was having a whale of a time. Uh, that, was, that was me. I thought this instrument is nice, it's great. And I was playing like that for a long time. And what I was doing, I'd put on songs at that time. Uh, I used to be into Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson off the wall. I used to play and try and play along to the bass lines uh, of some of the Michael Jackson songs. Um, and that was what I was doing all the time, all the time. It was my brother's bass. Uh, for a long time, I was doing that. And I thought, this is it. This bass is good, but it's a bit quiet. It's like, but hey, it still, still sounds okay, but it's a bit quiet. So I thought, let me try and play a little bit harder. Um, and to try and get the thing to, to sound a little bit louder, but it's just a bit quiet. Um, and I, I, for months, I was like this. Until my brother realized what I was doing, and he says, bro, why don't you plug into the amplifier? <laughs> I was like, what's an amplifier? Like, what is one of those? Like, what is even that? Well, I'm playing bass. You pick up the bass and play it. And that's what I've been doing. I'm playing, but it's just really quiet. I thought that's how it was. I didn't realize this was, a, this was a thing. And he says, no, plug the bass into the amplifier. And what it will do, it will take that small signal that you're playing right now and amplify it. I plugged it in. <laughs> My bass playing took a whole new dynamic. My parents were, they couldn't sleep anymore. It was, the neighbors are complaining. Because I turned that thing, I jacked the thing up high. The thing was blaring because now I'm getting the full potential of this guitar, this instrument, because I plugged it into the amplifier. Now I find that so simple and so easy to understand. You probably know where I'm going with this. Because I want to preach to you a sermon called God the Amplifier. Because when you realize all throughout the Bible, all throughout history, you see that God is able to take something tiny and do something huge. Can you say amen in this place? God is able to take something that is quiet, insignificant, and make an impact, a significant impact in history. I want to look at that uh, out of the book of Exodus chapter 4. Now we know Exodus uh, uh, by name it is talking about the Exodus when Moses came um, and God called him to be the deliverer of the children of Israel. Um, you know, the Bible says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob, his name is Israel. Uh, they went up to Egypt when Joseph was uh, running the show. But it came a time where Pharaoh, a new Pharaoh came, didn't know Joseph. And a long story short, the children of Israel started to become enslaved. And they were slaves uh, in Egypt. Uh, and they were crying out to the Lord. And the Bible says that the cries have come up before him. And he's heard them. Uh, and he's calling somebody to go and deliver the children of Israel. Uh, and he's 
speaking to Moses, the burning bush experience. And this is where we uh, pick up our story in Exodus 4, verse number 1. The Bible says, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? Now pause. Whenever God asks a question, the answer is not for him. It's for us. Can you say amen in this place? Never God asks you a question. Listen, he is all-knowing. The question or the answer to the question is for you, not for him. So he said to him, what is in your hand? And Moses said, a rod. I want to first look at God's method. God's method of moving on his earth. Now, we understand that God is not limited. We understand he has no limitations. We understand he is all-powerful. He is the creator of the universe. There is nothing that is impossible for him. We understand the Bible says that of him, through him, and to him are all things. In other words, everything can consist because of him. He has no limits. He can speak and things happen. However, God has a desired method when he wants to move on the earth. And that method is through people. He desires to move through the people that he created, not because he can't do it on his own, not because he doesn't have the power not because uh, he, 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 he doesn't understand human nature and he can't connect with us. Um, no, he does it for our benefit. God wants to use people uh, uh, because he wants to benefit those people that he uses. Come on now, can you say amen in this place? God could have easily delivered the children of Israel. Come on. This is not too hard for him. He could have just spoke a word, all the Egyptians dead, the children of Israel just walk out. He could have rained down all those plagues he did on his own. He could have done that. But no, he wanted to use somebody. He wanted to use somebody as an instrument and allow them to be a part of what he was doing. You know, in summertime, I mean, summertime seems so long ago. I forgot what it feels like to be warm. But I remember summertime um, um, in our house, uh, the, the lawn grows quick. This is the first house we've had, we've had lawn, and I've had to get a lawnmower, I've had to start cutting lawn. I mean, this is the first house we did, and I'm getting used to it, I'm getting used to it. But the lawn goes quick. And I remember a time we needed to cut the lawn. I'm going to break out my lawnmower. And I said to my son, son, come and help me. Come. And, you know, that's, you know, bless him, if you know Micah, that, that could be, that could end in disaster. I don't know what could happen. Arms could get cut off. I don't know what could, stuff could happen. But I said, son, come and help me. And he came and helped me. And I asked him to help me, not because I needed help. Because to be honest, I could have done that lawn more efficiently without him. Come on, to be honest, I could have done a better job without him. I could have done that quicker. But I asked him to help me so that he can be involved in what I'm doing. He can say, you know what, that lawn out there, I had a hand in cutting that. Come on, we spent time together. We started relating together. We was able to talk about certain things as we were mowing the lawn. We was able to relate and do things because I said, come and help me. So I said, come and help me, not for my benefit, but for his benefit. You see, that's how God moves when he wants to do something. He says, I want to move through you so that we can benefit with that. We understand the psalmist says in Psalms 8 verse 3 and 4, the Bible says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? 
and the Son of Man that you visit him. In other words, God, you are so huge. You are so big. You are the creator of everything, yet you still want to be mindful of me? You still want to be mindful and visit someone like me? That's because he wants to benefit us. It is our benefit that God uses us. So that is God's method. He does these things so that we can be involved. We can spend time to get to know God in a different way. Can you say amen in this place? How many know Moses knew God in a different way after that experience? And every experience after that, he got closer and closer and closer to God. So as God moves through the earth, he uses people like you and I. And we are the beneficiaries of that. God's method is that he wants to move through people. So then I want to look at then, that my second point is, what is in your hand? And our Bible says, the Lord said to Moses, what is that in your hand? And he said, a rod. You see, the way amplification works is that it needs to have a signal first so that it can have something to amplify If I just switch the amplifier on itself, you won't hear no noise. The amplifier works taking a small uh, wave and make it into a big wave. That small signal is what is used to amplify, to make a large noise. And that is the same with God. God, when he wants to move, he wants to move with something. He's saying, listen, I've given you something. You have something in your hand. You have some sort of talent, some sort of ability. Bring that before me and I will use that in order to do wonderful exploits. He said, what is in your hand? And he said, a rod. God said, cool, I can work with that. What do you have in your hand that God can work with? What do you have in your possession that God can take and do wonderful exploits with? What do you have that God is able to take and rearrange and make something insignificant become significant? You see, because the rod was like a lowly tool. But listen, God does that many times. We see Elisha, the great man of God, who was the predecessor or the successor, sorry, of Elijah. He was asked questions by a widow who was in debt. She's saying, I need to pay this, I need to do this, but I haven't got anything, I've got no money. In 2 Kings 4, 2, he asked her, what is in your house? And she was like, I've got nothing except for a jar. And he's like, bring me the jar. And the miracle was done with the small thing that she had in her house. Jesus asked a similar question when feeding the 5,000. We understand there was thousands of people that came to hear him who were now hungry. And the people were saying, listen, send them away so they can get some food. And Jesus said, listen, what do you have? How many loaves do you have? And he used that to begin the, the wonderful miracle that he put. You know, something insignificant in God's hands uh, can become significant. Can you say amen in this place? A rod was a lowly tool for a lowly profession. But it was that tool that God used to turn into a snake-eating snake. Can you say amen in this place? God used that tool to turn water into blood. 
God used that lowly tool to bring about lice and locusts and frogs upon the Egyptians as a plague. God used that tool stretched out over the Red Sea that it can be parted so they can walk on dry land. God used that tool to bring water out of a rock. Always saying this out of a cheap little shepherd's staff. God's amplification is able to bring something small and make it huge and make it large. God is able to take a small stone and kill a giant. Can you say amen in this place? Listen, we all understand it wasn't the stone that killed the giant. Come on now. God used um, the amplification of that um, to then take out Goliath. God is able to take your mustard seed size faith and remove mountains. God is able to take whatever you have um, and do supernatural things with it. If you look throughout the Bible, you look through the people that Jesus Christ chose. Listen, he chose people that were insignificant, people that were lowly to literally change the entire world. And I say that to say this to you. What do you have in your hand? What has God given you? Where do you see yourself? God is able to take whatever you have and make it supernatural. God is able to take whatever you can give and make it significant. The problem is um, we sometimes have issues giving. Come on now. Even the little we have, sometimes we have issues releasing it to God. The reason God does that, he requires that, he wants you to trust him. He wants you to have a faith that he's able to take even the little that you have and make it a lot. But sometimes we have issues. We have trust issues. God, this is all I have. I can't give this to you. My time is all I have. Come on now, my job is all I have. My finances, this, I've just got this little, we're just going to eat this and die like the, the, the widow said of Zerapath. But sometimes we've got to let go. When we let go, when we release, we allow God to do something supernatural. You know, many times we talk about the, the feeding of the 5,000. Many times, there's so many things you could talk about it. Uh, um, but I like to talk about the little lad that gave up his lunch. It was, it's only in Matthew, the other Gospels recorded, but they don't say it's a lad. It's in Matthew where they say it's a little lad that had the lunch. He had to come to a place where he's saying, listen, I'm hungry. Everyone else is hungry. And I've got this lunch just for me, packed just for me. And I have to give this away? Some scholars even believe, some Bible scholars, I don't know how far I take it, but it's, it's interesting for the illustration point. Some scholars believe uh, that uh, this miracle uh, um, was actually uh, opening eyes or making selfish people unselfish because they believe that if you're traveling that far, you will have something. So when they said no one had any food, what they actually meant is that no one had enough food to spread around. So when they said, does anybody have any food? Everyone's like, no, I don't have nothing. But the little lad said, you know what? I'll release it. And when it was released, that's when the miracle actually happened. When it was released, when it was put into God's hand, that's when the miracle flowed out. And that's when the amplification happens because amplification needs a signal to start with. God needs a little something to start with. What's in your hand? And I want to look at an amplified legacy. You see, because when Moses yielded to God, he, he gave what he had in his hand. Look at Exodus 12 and verse number 37. 
Then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, and about 600,000 men on foot besides children. And a mixed multitude went up to them also, flocks and herds, a great deal of livestock. So here now we have a man involved in a great rescue mission leading around 1.5 to 2 million people. This man could have had a, a lowly life. He was on the backside of the dev, uh, desert, the Bible says. Uh, he could have uh, said, you know, I'm just going to hold on to what I have and live my life as a shepherd. But now we see this man has a legacy behind him. He's now used to touch and transport millions of people. You see, because sometimes we want to hold on to what we have because our plans for us, uh, we think are the best plans. But how many know God's plans for yourself are bigger than you can even imagine? God can do with you things that you can't even imagine. You can't even fathom. All you've got to do is give him what you have. And you can have a legacy. You know, one of the saddest things I would find is people that live this life, go on to you know, work a job, retire, and die, and on the gravestone it says, he made a living. God has got so much more for us. God has got so much more entangled or entwined in us. God can use you to leave a legacy that when you pass on, your impact will go across generations. Can you say amen in this place? God can use you to impact younger people, older people, can use you to impact across international waters, can use you to touch generations if you would give him what you have. But sometimes we are afraid to give all that we have, thinking if I give this, what will I have left? But when we give, we are amplified. So now we don't have a small signal anymore. Now we have a large, impactful signal that whatever we do can be amplified, can be multiplied. You give your life to Christ and He, like I said before, will break it and give it and you'll be distributed to the world if we only let go of what is in our hand. Can you say amen? in his place our God is an amplifier he's able to take people like us and do wonderful things and I'm saying that because listen his church needs to do wonderful things especially in this generation can you say amen there's people that are lost. There's people out there that are going through things that we can't even contemplate. But we need to have people who are amplified. And in order to be amplified, you need to be connected to the amplifier. Can you say amen? And as you do that, you are connected to the power source. You're able then to do wonderful things, things that you couldn't do in, your, in and of your own strength. You're able to go and touch generations. You're able to go and preach and people can get saved. You're able to go and touch them. People might even go overseas and touch an entire nation because they are connected to the amplifier. Come on now, amen. You know, one of the things that uh, our fellowship here, the Potter's House, is, uh, is uh, passionate about is evangelism. It is the lifeblood of uh, the fellowship um, and it is what keeps us fresh what keeps us new, and it's the heartbeat of God. That is the purpose of his church. That is the purpose of his body. 
And many people say, listen, we're the hands and feet of Christ and they're doing all these nice things, which is good. But the purpose is to seek and save the lost. And many times I see people don't go and evangelize because they're trying to, or they're thinking they can only do it in and of their own strength. They're saying, I can't do that and I can't do this. You know, I was on outreach um, on Saturday, uh, last Saturday. And it was, um, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. There was, there was protests about um, uh, migrants. There was protests for migrants saying they should come to the country. And there was protests against migrants saying, stay out of our country and go back to your own country. It was, it was a madness to see. People, uh, uh, we've got two camps here. And I stood on the, 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 the bench um, where it was, and I just yelled at the top of my voice. I was preaching at the top of my voice, yelling. My throat was hurting. My stomach was hurting. Um, but I say that because uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe 10 years ago actually maybe a little bit longer maybe how long have we been married 13 maybe 14 years ago I would never in a million years have done anything as crazy as that because um, I was functioning and working in my own strength and my own strength is small come on now my own strength my own capability my own characteristics is tiny and that's how I was functioning and I was functioning like that. So when people say, oh, we're going to do this, I'm like, nah, not me. I'm playing my bass, not connected to the amplifier. Come on. <laughs> I'm having a fun time just playing my bass on my own. And my small little signal. But something happened when I started to understand the power coming from the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen in this place? Something transpired in my life to say, you know what? Timidity is not from God. Can you say amen in this place? I can't use the shyness. So what I had to do was connect myself to the power source that whenever an opportunity arises like that, I can stand on a park bench and shout at the top of my voice. And my voice will be amplified, not because I'm anything special, but the amplifier, the power of the Holy Spirit is able to take this small little boy and go ahead and preach the gospel and lives can be impacted because I'm willing to let go of what's in my hand and allow God to multiply for his whole purposes. Listen, don't hold on to what you have. If God is knocking on your door, let go. Let God use you. Let God use you powerfully and you would see the impact that you're able to make not because you're anything special but because he can take you and make you supernatural. If only you would let go of what's in your hand and connect yourself to the amplifier. Can you say amen in this place? We need to understand that there is a power source that we can connect to. There is an amplifier we can connect to that will take our small insignificant lives and make them significant. And we need many people in this day and age, right here, right now. The Bible says that there's, a, there's coming a time when no man can work. We must work the work. Jesus said, I must work the way work while it's still daytime because nighttime is coming when no man can work. In our church, we are so close uh, to the return of Jesus Christ. You know, he could come in our lifetime. He could come right now. So we've got uh, a small amount of time to do all the work that needs to be done. And that can only be done if we are amplified. That can only be done if we are connected to the power source. Listen, if you're here and you've never been on outreach before, or if outreach uh, sparks some sort of panic or fear in you, I'm saying let go. 
Let go and let God use your life powerfully, supernaturally. And who knows the impact that you can have. That when you die, you step into eternity. You step in to heaven and you see, I always think, God will ask the question, listen, who here is in heaven because of this person? You'll look around, you'll see hands raised because of the influence that you've been able to have. Not because you've been special, but because God has taken you and elevated you and used you, amplified you. And now you're able to be used by the kingdom. Listen, don't sell yourself short and live this insignificant life. God has so much more for you. There's so much more out there for you. It's not just to live and work a job and then die. God has got huge plans for you. Great things are destined for you if only you'll be connected to the amplifier. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. God the amplifier. God the amplifier. I'm living testimony of God taking the weak things of this world. Living testimony of God using things that aren't. But he is in the business of taking the insignificant and making it significant. You can make a difference when you connect yourself to the amplifier and God will take whatever you have and enlarge it God will take all that you have and give you an influence give you an impact if only you would yield and surrender to him and I find it incredible that God can use average men and women with flaws, with issues to do wonderful exploits in this world. He's in the business of doing that. He's in the business of taking things and making it brand new. And on the subject of making things brand new, listen, That's the main thing Jesus came to do. He came to reconcile or give us a new relationship with God because our relationship was severed by the sin that we commit. All the bad things we do when we transgress the law of God, our relationship with God was severed. Now we're living for the world. But Jesus Christ came to restore that relationship by paying the penalty for sin that we all owe. He paid the price. He died a criminal's death. And on the third day rose again, conquered death, that through him we can have eternal life. So your insignificant life can become significant because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. So if you're here under the sound of my voice and you're living in sin, you know you're living in sin, you're uh, transgressing the law of God and you've done some bad things, you've been places you shouldn't, you've said things you shouldn't, you've been involved in things you shouldn't. You're a sinner and you, you, you know 
And you know that heaven will not be your home when you die. But you want it to be. You want a chance to become brand new. You want Jesus Christ. Or the free gift of salvation that can be found through Jesus Christ. You want that. You want to make heaven your home. What I want you to do under the sound of my voice. While every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. I want you to raise your hand as a sign to me. And I'm kind of privileged to pray with you. Introduce you to Jesus Christ. And as you accept the free gift of salvation, you'll be washed clean. You'll be a brand new creation. And when you die, you can stand before God justified. And it can be just as if you never sinned. Because he's taken it. He's paid the price. If that's you. Put your hand up. You want that. You want a new start, new beginning. Put that hand up. Raise a hand. You want Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Change your life. Give you the blessed assurance that heaven will be your home. See, because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. There'll be eternal judgment in a lake of fire. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. You can be saved today. If that's you, raise your hand in this place. Um, you want Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Saviour. Maybe you're here, you're backslidden. You used to know who Christ was. You used to follow His, his, uh, his, uh, his, his road, His, his, his laws. But um, along the line, you've left, you've backslidden, you've turned away. Now you're living for yourself again. Well, today's the day to come back. So here, backslider, lift your hand up. Uh, unsaved or backslidden, you want Jesus Christ in this place. Uh, Amen. God bless you. I think there's a hand back there. I see that hand. Amen. God bless you. If there's any more, put that hand up. Amen. God bless you. Amen. For my brother that raised a hand back, just come. Come to the front. Come to the front. We'll pray. At the back there. Let's see whose hand raised. If you raise your hand, you meant it. If you raise your hand and you meant it, come. Come. We'll find a place to pray. If you want to mean. Speaking to Christians in this place. Speaking to Christians in this place. Listen, God is an amplifier. We want to give ourselves to God. We want to give whatever we have to God and allow Him to take what is insignificant and make it significant. Allow Him to take all that we have and do all that He does. Oh, God is in the business of taking what you have and doing something supernatural. Taking the ordinary and making it extraordinary. Let's allow God to do that. Let's spend some time praying, saying, God, take all that I have. Take me as I am. Let's allow God to use us in this generation. Let's spend some time praying, saying, God, I give you my heart. I give you everything. Lord God, use me. Use me in this generation. Use me to touch hearts and lives in this place. Amplify my life. Multiply my impact. Oh, God, we're praying right now. Father, we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, I'm praying. God, we give it all to you, God. Lord, we give our lives to you, God. Our talents, our giftings, God, we give to you, God. We give, oh Father, God, it all over to you. God, we're praying in the name of Jesus Christ, God, that you can use this.